0: Guten Shabbos to our friends and members of the Westmount Shul. This past we had an amazing Shavuos, Baruch Hashem. Personally, I felt it was one of my strongest Shvuos, And I think for the Shul, it was one of our strongest Shvuos. We learned with uh, great uh, diligence throughout the night. Many ladies showed up. Many men showed up. Uh, Many people stayed up for the sunrise service. It was just an amazing, an amazing Shabbos. However, after Shavuos, a couple days later, we were uh, saddened very greatly to hear of the passing of one of the great Torah giants of the Jewish world, of Gershon Edelstein, of Racha, who was Rosh Hashiva and Panovich, He was the elder Halachic voice of Torah Judaism in Eretz Yisrael. All the great decisions that would have to be made um, regarding education, the politics and the government were all through him, rested on his shoulders and he passed away at the age of 100. You could tell what kind of personality he was. You look in every Israeli newspaper, secular, religious, whatever. Lots to be said. The funeral, hundreds of thousands of people in Bnei Brak, Uh, my sons were in Israel and they were at the funeral. I have not had a chance to speak to them yet. It's a tremendous loss for the Jewish people. Um, Of course, there'll be new leaders that will come up, but uh, we have to pause and reflect on this to realize when a great person leaves, we must uh, eulogize properly, so to give proper kavod for Rav Gershon. So my words in the parsha will reflect this, and of course nothing is coincidental. His um, passing right after the giving of the Torah on Shavuos, and the first words we say in this week's parsha are Noso es Rosh b'nei Gershon, gamheim." count the heads of B'nai Gershon, also them. And the commentaries ask, what is the idea of also them? And the answer is, because there's another fundamental question we have to look at, and that is, Gershon was the oldest son of Levi. And we're talking about the Levi who had the privilege of carrying the different utensils and items necessary for the transport of the Mishkan. And Gershom was the eldest, yet he is not counted first, but it's Kahas. And Kahas' family is counted first, Gershon is counted second. And why? Because Kahas, although not the oldest, was privileged to carry the Ark, to carry the Torah, and all the other vessels of the Mishkan. And Gershom was uh, second. Now, the question is, so what was left for Gershom to carry? It's lahavdul, so to speak. What were they carrying? The boards, the curtains, less essential items. And the question is, why does the Torah say gamheim will also count them? So the message is, lest we think that only people charged with the carrying the important items, are themselves important. Lest we think that only for them it's appropriate to say, literally lift up their heads when counting us. The Torah tells otherwise. The Torah says, elevate also the family of Gershom. Don't make the mistake of thinking them as mere porters. Don't think they're any less important because they're apparently more menial tasks. And that's gamheim. And that's a very important lesson in community service. When people work for organizations, there are jobs that are more glamorous and there are those that are less glamorous. And the Torah tells us what's most important to Hashem is that the job gets done. And therefore, the Torah says, Elevate also the hell. Heads of the children of Gershon. It's no coincidence that Reb Gershon Edelstein, his word, his name is right front and center in this week's Torah portion. Now in Eretz Israel, it was last week's Torah portion. Mamish on Shabbos when he was taken to the, he was in the hospital, and he passed away a day or two later. And a chutzperts who were still reading Nassau, his name is that we have to realize that Reb Gershon Edelstein. He was the great Torah leader. But what did he do for almost his entire life? Reb Gershon was a tremendous Talmud Chochem, a tremendous scholar. And where did he teach in, in the Panovich? It was the first year, the youngest year for the 17-year-olds. And we might think that that's not as important there were bigger rosh shivas, but no gam hang gam gershon. Ultimately for 80 years, 80 years, he taught Torah to relative youngsters, but would forge relationships with them for even 80 years. And as time passed, his greatness became even more understood, but he never gave up giving that sheer. He was there to help Jews from all around the world, giving them advice, especially in Chinuch. So therefore, the Torah is telling us that Gershom Gamheim, also he, that's why people didn't know of him till years ago. Who is this man? We knew the great ones, Rav Shach. These were the Rosh Hashivas. They had the Haider Shurim. But eventually, the leadership of the Jewish people fell to him, which he held on as long as he could until he was 100. This is one idea, but I want to take this idea a bit further and to understand why was Kahas given the job of carrying the Aaron HaKodesh, which is the most glorious job? And the Kodesh answers this question by pointing out that Moshe Rabbeinu descended from the family of Kahos. And since Moshe brought the Torah down to us in the first place, it was only fitting that his family carry the Holy Ark which contained the Torah. And once Kahas carried the Ark, which was the most central vessel, the Torah also mentions Kahas's job first. That's what the Orachim says. But the question now becomes, why did Kahas deserve to have Moshe Rabbeinu descend from them? And the answer is we have to look at this entire family and understand some messages over here. Moshe's family was very strong in Torah study. And I want to share with you a short idea from the Shvilei Pinchas of Pinchas Friedman, who says we can see in the four generations of Levi, his son, one of his sons, Kahas, one of his sons, Kahas Amram, and then Moshe. We know that Levi the Rambam says that although Yaakov taught Torah to all his sons, and we know that Yehuda opened up the yeshiva in Goshen, but still Yaakov separated Levi to be the head of the yeshiva and learn constantly so that Torah would never be forgotten. Now, since Hashem chose Kahus to carry our Nakodesh, which contained the Torah, we can deduce that they must have even been greater in Torah than the other two families of Gershan and Merari. His son Amram was the Godel Hador, was the greatest leader of the Jewish people in Egypt prior to Moshe. And typically a Godel Hador is the most superior Torah authority. And then we have Moshe who was the lawgiver. Who was there greater than Moshe to teach the Torah? And that's why he was called Moshe Rabbeinu. And we understand that uh, Torah is is everything for the Jewish people, and our arch nemesis is Amalek. And the Chassam Sofer and the Vilna Gaon tell us that how we able to fight against Amalek, it's with Torah. And if we take the letters of these four great people, Levi, kohos Amram, and Moshe, which start with the letters Lamed, Kuf, Ayin, Mem, you jumble them around, it spells Amalek. That with the power of Torah. We're able to destroy Amalek and Moshe Rabbeinu himself, as we will see, what his role that he played in terms of enhancing Torah. So clearly we understand that the strength of Moshe's family and his lineage was dedicated to Torah. But let's take it a step further. The tribe of Levi we know in Egypt was never subject to the backbreaking work of the Egyptian slavery. Even Paro understood that a special dispensation has to be given to the men of the cloth. Nevertheless, the Shalom says that Levi joined himself to the rest of the Jewish people by truly feeling their pain. And one source of this is the fact that Levi named all his sons with names that identified them with the suffering of the Jewish people. For example, Levi's firstborn son was called Gershon, from the word ger, stranger, which served them as a constant reminder that they shouldn't get too comfortable in Egypt because they were gairim, they were strangers over there. Levi names the second son Kahas, because the root of the word Kahas is keha, which is weak, representing the weakened state of the Jews. And Levi's third son was called Merari, from the root word bitter, indicating the bitterness that the Jewish people suffered. So although Levi was not subject to the slave labor, they spent their time in the study halls crying out to Hashem in tearful prayers, constantly begging Hashem to stop their suffering. And here's the point. It was because Levi had the capacity of feeling another person's pain that he deserved to produce the heroes which were instrumental in the redemption, Moshe and Aaron. And we know that Hashem also feels our pain, and that's why Hashem appeared to Moshe in the in the burning bush, a thorny bush, not an apple tree, to convey to Moshe that he felt the Jewish people's pain, like one who got stuck in a thorn bush and got pricked. And that's what Hashem says to Moshe, I will be that I will be, saying I will be with them in this tragedy, and I will be with them in future tragedies. And by sharing this idea with Moshe, Hashem was teaching him that this is the type of person that he expected him to be. And of course, we know the truth is, Moshe had already cultivated that quality because we're told that as soon as Moshe got to a certain age, he went out to his brothers to observe their burdens. And the measure says he wasn't merely a bystander, but he actually participated in the backbreaking labor in order to ease their burdens. And what he did to save Jewish life and how he had to run away for his life could be punished from peril. But Hashem, when he meets Moshe so many years later, he wanted Moshe to continue growing in this area of compassion and empathy. And here's the point, that only a person who feels another person's pain will be able to truly cultivate, absorb, and contain the Torah within himself. And that's why when we speak about the Torah, as we've been learning in Masecha's sukkah recently, we understand that it says in Ashish the Torah's Chesed Alishona. Al and the Torah of Chesed is on her tongue. And the Gemara asks, Is it possible for there to be a Torah of Chesed and a Torah of not of Chesed? And the Gemara answers, Yes, it is. Because Torah's Chesed means we are learning Torah in order to teach it to others. That's a Torah's Chesed. If you're learning Torah not to teach it to others, then it's just regular Torah. It's not a Torah's chesed. And we find the true nature of the Torah. We learn from Rab Simuloi who says that the Torah begins and ends with chesed. The chesed is that Hashem clothed Ottoman and Chava after they rebelled against Hashem and had no clothes. It ends with Hashem burying Moshe. Kindness with those that have passed away is a true kindness. And that's what it means, the Torah is a book of Chesed, starting with Chesed, ending with Chesed. And that's why the Moral says that even Avram Avinu's quality was Torah. Even though we know we identify him as Chesed, but there's no contradiction because Torah and Chesed are synonymous. And that's why we say at Eshaz Chayel, Torah is Chesed. No. And what's the greatest manifestation of Chesed? says Rav, uh, Rav Shvile Pimchas, is the quality of no-say carrying the load, carrying the burden of your friend. Why? Because one who carries another's burden loves others so much that he puts himself in that person's shoes and literally carries the pain. And only somebody like this who reaches the epitome of Chesed will be able to understand Torah's chesed. And this is what made Moshe so special in Torah in general and in Torah specifically. That's what Moshe did. He would go out in Egypt and literally put his shoulder under the weight that he was carrying. And we know the shoulder is the organ which typifies one who carries another person's pains. That's why we give the term of se Baolim Chavero, meaning shouldering the burden. And that is a true Baal Chesed. A person who really is the one who does Chesed. Because the greatest Chesed you can give to anyone is to share the beautiful Torah that you understand. And the Shvile Pinchas has another beautiful idea. As it says regarding all the carrying. It says it. it says the idea, they carried Ba Yisau, which literally means, on their shoulders they carried. So the question is, of course if it's on their shoulders, of course you carry. Why do you have to mention if it's on their shoulders they carry? So he says a beautiful idea. He says Yisau can mean carrying, it can also mean to sing the praises of Hashem. And the truth of the matter is, only those who mourn over other people's tragedies will deserve to rejoice when the deliverance comes. And it's because they carried other burdens, other people's burdens, even more than Gershom and Morari. So let the shoulders that carry chesed carry the Arna Kodesh that contain the great Torah's chesed of what it is meant to be delivered. And that's why Kahus deserved that Moshe descend from them. Moshe who shouldered the burdens would descend from those who shouldered the burdens of others. And therefore, because of this Torah's chesed that the family of Moshe had, it was specifically that Torah's chesed which gave them the ability to destroy Amalek. For, for for even though Moshe stayed behind and didn't lead the battle, for reasons that the Medrash explains, he still would not allow himself to rest, but he raised his hands in an uncomfortable position for hours and hours and then he sat on a very uncomfortable rock in order to connect himself with the pain that the Jewish soldiers were going through. It was the pain of the rock that he sat on and the pain of his heavy arms that he held high which brought about that victory. Amalek couldn't care less about others where Moshe was filled with concern about others and therein lies the secret of defeating Amalek. So therefore, after this great holiday of Shavuot, after the time that we were able to receive our own personal Kabbalah Satorah, we have to realize that what kind of Torah are we trying to carry on with for the coming year? And this is The idea of the Torah's chesed. A Torah that does chesed to others. That shows how we shoulder the burden. And Rav Edelstein, in one of his shmuzim years ago, he talked about this idea a lot. And he said it's very important to find other weaker students and to help them. Because he discusses how do you know if when you're teaching Torah it's for the great reasons of altruism or maybe for something else. Because after all, maybe a person wants to teach Torah because you get a lot of covet, you get a lot of honor. How do you know you're doing it with You're doing it for the sake of Hashem. And he says, you have to see who and what the person's willing to do with that Torah knowledge that he has. There are some people who want to be in the best yeshiva and to have with the best students and for him to grow and grow. And one day he's going to be a Rosh Hashiva, and he's going to give shurim to the highest level students. And you have to understand, but will he forget the younger students? And there's an interesting idea, as with any spiritual greatness, it could be in chesed, it could be in uh, Torah, it could be in Sudaka. You have to understand it's a big challenge that all of us have to deal with. The issue of kavod. Everybody loves Kavod. There isn't a person in the world who doesn't love Kavod. That's by our nature. So there's always a love of Kavod, he says. The question now is what is greater, your love of Torah or your love of Kavod? And that's the challenge. Many of you will say, I will learn Torah for whatever Kavod I get. I'm smarter than the other person. You could be in a secular family and you're the one who learns Torah and you become quote unquote the family rabbi. Whatever it may be. But the question is and therefore when you're learning Torah you may not want to spend time teaching it to others because I could do more with my own time and grow even more and more. But if this avas chesed is there that it's not just it's a Torah chesed if it's Torah of Chesed, and Chesed means love. So the question is is your love of others stronger or is your love of Kavod stronger? And this is from Gershon Edelstein. As great as he was, his Torah's Chesed was much greater than the Kavod that he wanted because Himamish didn't want any Kavod. He could have gotten more prestigious jobs, but 17-year-olds is what the will of Hashem is, to start the bochirim on the right foot. He never looked to be the religious leader for the Haredim in Eretz Yisrael. He was always interested in one thing, of the Torah's chesed was on his tongue. And therefore, people from around the world sought his advice and education. And he would constantly say how you have to, quote unquote, be normal with this Torah education. He was dealing once, there's so many stories and you don't want to boil it down to a story here or boil it down to a story there. It was a hundred years of constant service to Guala Yisroel. Constant Torah's chesed. And he would tell parents who were very Haredi and a child would go off the derech and then the child would ask for a car. And the parents would come for his advice. Should we give him a car? But maybe we should put some strings attached to it, such as you don't can't drive the car on Shabbos. And Rav Gersh and Edelstein told them, if you want to show him that you love him, that's the only way you're going to bring him back. And when you're going to buy him the car, buy him with no restrictions, even if he'll drive on Shabbos, because he has to know you legitimately love him. And when... The father brought back the answer and the mother said, I can't believe Rav Gershon said this. It doesn't make any sense. And they gave the car with restrictions. And unfortunately, their child never came back to Yiddishkeit. Rav Gershon understood how we have to love people and use Torah as the tool to show our love for people. And that that love of Torah, that love because Hashem, Hashem has created a Torah because He loves us. He wants to give us the best. And the greatest love is to give people purpose of what life should be. And without that, you're lost. And Hashem doesn't come heavy-handed down upon us. He's giving us all this Torah so we can have the best of our lives. And just like Hashem teaches for free, we teach for free. And just like Hashem teaches with humility, and He's patient with the students no matter how Hard uh, um, this for them to learn. Rav Gershon would have those same qualities. It didn't matter who had to learn. Everybody needs to learn. He was very strongly opinionated to not throwing bachrim out of yeshivas if they're not the best bachrim. They need a lot of love. And I know none of us are on the level of Rav Gershon Edelstein. But we have to remember such a tzaddik We have to remember, we have to redouble our efforts. We received the Torah. We're so fortunate that we received the Torah last Shabbos. And we have to understand that now's the time to make that Torah a Torah's chesed. And let's use that Torah that we've learned and try to help others. Share a good vort with somebody to do what the Torah tells in terms of how to have chesed with people. Learn to mold our behavior in this way. He truly was a great person. And one of the great stories was at the very, very end of his life. He's in the hospital and he's there for Shavuos. And it's Sunday or Monday, I don't remember which day. And there's students there with him. And he said, There's no reason why I cannot give my class in the hospital. And this person who's breathing on a, you know, having trouble breathing and and the end is obviously near and he's struggling. The students are in the hospital and he's giving a shiur. He's giving a class well prepared, well thought out. His voice may not have been strong, but it was lucid, clear, like a regular class and that would be the last class he gave only a day or two before he passed away and the students were in awe don't you think it's time to take a break but that's torah's chesed there's a torah that has to live beyond him so with this we we share with the great suffering of Klael Yisrael. And we hope that he should be a great Melitz Yosher for us. He should be an intercessor for us. And we should learn the message of this Torah's Chesed. To to be able to transfer Torah to others. Use our Torah knowledge to bring tremendous kindness into the world. And that Hashem should comfort us all. And it will be through this Torah's Chesed that we will be studying on and on. That we will bring the Mashiach bimhera of the amenu. Amen. Thank you all for listening. Have a good Shabbos.